Support for this podcast comes from Outdoor Supply Hardware, inviting listeners to OSHA's big anniversary sale celebration, May 20th through the 26th, featuring daily deals, $15,000 in giveaways, 20% off store-wide on Saturday and Sunday, and a lot more. Learn more at OSH.com. Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S. From KQED. The mass shooting in Fresno on Sunday that left four people dead is one of several that have happened in California just over the last couple of weeks. But there are also all these other forms of gun violence every single day that don't get national attention. So how does a newsroom decide what gets covered and what doesn't? After Orinda, I think there were some questions raised in our newsroom, and legitimately so, like, why isn't the national media paying attention to Orinda when they did pay attention to Gilroy? Today, we're going to talk with KQD's managing editor, Vinny Tong, about the questions we're asking in our newsroom about how we cover gun violence. I'm Devin Kadiyama. Welcome to the Bay. The way my eight-year-old understands it is that I run a newsroom. Vinny Tong is managing editor of KQD News. This is an amazing job, I have to say. It is, in some ways, creative management. In some ways, it is editorial leadership. I mean, our conversations about these shootings is actually a great example of one of the things that I think, you know, I could provide leadership on in the newsroom, which is what are the questions we should be asking? How should we be looking at this? Um, What are our shortcomings as journalists in this case as we decide how to cover it? And what I personally hope that I'm bringing to this role is a really a comfort with discomfort. It's really uncomfortable to sit and say, oh, are we covering this shooting differently? And is it because we inherently value certain lives less? Is it because we have inherent bias and that's leading to that kind of coverage? Is this news judgment, is this expeditiousness in trying to cover something? Like there's Mm -hmm. a lot of questions to ask. Yeah. And I think one of my roles is to help us pause and ask those questions. Vinny says that there are a lot of factors that newsrooms have to consider when deciding to cover gun violence. The number of victims is just one of them, but it's also about time and resources. And when there are so many other stories to cover, newsrooms are grappling with the question of what forms of gun violence get coverage. We would think of mass shootings as these giant events, right? People with semi-automatic weapons at schools or public places. But whatever is happening in the world, there seem to be more of them. And they seem to be shifting a little bit in nature. Gilroy, Orinda, Fresno. All of these are mass shootings. And so now we're having a conversation where we're weighing a lot of different things. Who was doing the shooting? 
who got killed, who got injured? Where did it take place? Are the shooters still at large? And it's become a little bit confusing because we have to make really fast decisions about how much of our newsroom resources we devote to covering these things. This was immediately classified as a mass casualty event because of the number of victims, which meant that each victim's injuries had to be prioritized by the degree of injury. How did you decide to cover Fresno? How did you decide KQED should cover the Fresno shooting? I'm actually still thinking about it, like in this moment. How are we doing it? Should we be doing it? It is happening right now. It is. Um, They're still looking for the shooters. Uh, We don't know the motive. So when the shooting in Fresno happened on Sunday, Orinda was very much on my mind. The Orinda shooting happened on Halloween night. Around 100 people were at an Airbnb house party when shots were fired, killing five young people of color. After Orinda happened, I think we sort of immediately saw that there was a difference with that between Gilroy and... The Gilroy Garlic Festival shooting, which was during the day, huge festival. Yeah, I mean... Cut the chain link fence and started firing. Yeah, it felt really dramatic in the sort of militaristic approach in the guy, what he wore, the camo. Public media isn't known for covering everyday gun violence. It's not something that we normally do, which makes us wonder whose stories and whose tragedies get elevated and whose don't. See, this is like where you start to feel weird. Like, did we cover Gilroy more because it was a quote unquote better story Mm -hmm. in the sense of like it had these elements that felt really scary and maybe he was a white nationalist and the FBI is looking into it. Right. Right. So after Arinda, I think there were some questions raised in our newsroom and legitimately so like, why isn't the national media paying attention to Arinda when they did pay attention to Gilroy? And I'm sure we could sit down and make a whole list Uh of why we think that's the case. But one thing that you guys hit upon in your episode, and I think is at play, is the issue of race, number one. But also I think the issue of place is very important here. Where the shooting took place. Where the shooting took place. And also Arinda was an interesting hybrid, like public-private place. Uh It was an Airbnb house that was rented. So private property. Right. But at the same time, like, the party seemed very public in a way. Like, you know, there was an Instagram post inviting people saying, DM DM me for, you know, an address. So there was a lot of people there. It wasn't necessarily, like, just secluded to a private household. Right. Like, even though it was at home, if you found out about it, you could just go. Yeah. And so that's semi-public, right? And there's just a lot of people there, too. Right. What are the questions you're starting to ask yourself in these moments after the mass shootings happen as like somebody who needs to think about how you're going to how the newsroom is going to cover them? Mm -hmm. What are those questions and why are they so hard to sort out in a way? Just from a sort of tactical newsroom management point of view, Arinda is in our coverage area and Fresno is sort of in that it's not in the Bay Area, but we do cover California as a whole. 
So number one, Fresno inherently had a disadvantage in my mind to our newsroom because of how far from us it is. Put that aside. The other questions that I think really popped up quickly were, this was a private party. Does that make it inherently less important to the public and the public knowing? We immediately knew that the victims were very likely men of color. This involved multiple victims who had sustained mortal injuries. Officers performed CPR while responding medical aid arrived. This was immediately... Then, before we knew there potentially, maybe, is possibly a gang angle, um, I immediately thought, like, we can't bury this story again as another mass shooting at a home where people of color were hurt and killed. It appears that this incident was a targeted uh, act of violence against this residence. This uh, investigation is going to take two phases now. Are we in a moment where we're asking ourselves questions about what kinds of gun violence we should be covering as a newsroom? I mean, I think so, yes. The idea that a mass shooting, the bar, one of the bars is that four people have died is really interesting because I guarantee you there have been mass shootings in our coverage area that we've not covered. Yeah. There's ones that you and I probably don't even know about. And in many ways, that's because of that story algorithm that we were talking about. Public safety, are they still in danger? Do people identify with the victims? So one of the questions I think we should be asking ourselves is, should we stop differentiating so much between the types of violence and just focus on the guns and the number of people who are hurt and killed? And is that a way for us to remove some of the bias that we're bringing as storytellers in order to cover the issue of gun violence in a way that treats all lives as equal. I mean, one of the questions we're grappling with, like literally right now, is if it is a gang-related shooting, does that inherently make it less of a story? I think if you're an editor looking at this shooting in Fresno, I think you would find quite a few editors who would who would make that calculation. Oh, it's gangs. And that I'm trying I'm trying to piece through that justification and I think what it is is well, those people are opting into violence and therefore their life and harm to them is just less interesting. I don't really know if that's the right way to look at it. We're almost forgetting about why two people might have beef with each other, why they might live in a neighborhood where they feel like they have to defend or attack somebody else. Like, we're not even interrogating where they're coming from and why that's such a problem. And if you look at, like, who's being shot in that way, there are, I'm guessing, thousands of people in, in the U.S. being shot because of where they grew up and where they came from. But that's kind of not the story that news tells because news comes from this place nowadays 
of mass shootings look like this, not necessarily like this. Right. I think we should always be reminding ourselves about the power that we have as journalists. We have the power of amplifying what's happening in the world, directing people's attention to what's happening in the world and which things to look at a little bit harder. Part of our story calculation about which shootings to cover and which shootings to give attention to are going to help determine the public conversation about whose lives matter, how dangerous are guns, which neighborhood deserves attention. It's, it's really tough to be thinking about those things in a deadline environment where you're kind of running as fast as you can. And I think, I think one way to do it is to just sort of not put the questions down. Like we just have to like pick them up, ask them, do our best, and then keep walking with them. Because I don't have the answers to these questions. I'm just asking them, and I'm trying to answer them as we go. And that may not be very reassuring to some people, but I don't know any other way. Like, I, I think that it would be worse to pretend that we had the answers. The Gun Violence Archive, which is a nonprofit that tracks gun violence across the country, says there have been more than 40 mass shootings in California this year alone. Which makes you wonder, have you heard of all 40 of them? And if not, why? Part of the reason that we wanted to talk with Vinny is to be upfront with y'all about some of the questions that newsrooms like ours are starting to grapple with in this moment. And to basically say that you should also be thinking critically about the news that you get and what's behind it. Thanks to Vinny Tong, Managing Editor of KQED News. I'm Devin Kadiyama. That's it for The Bay. We'll talk to you Friday. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. Thanks.